or bringing attention to the experience of the presence? How does this feel? What are the sensations of the body right now? Heavy, light, tense, loose, warm, cool? How is it? What's the mood of the mind? Peaceful, confused, busy, sleepy, cheerful. How is it? What's our starting point? What's the material that we're working with? How does it feel? Letting the awareness have its effect upon the posture, on the attitude. Awareness informs response. Feeling the body straightening, relaxing. Perspective forming on the, the mood or the tone of consciousness at the moment. Feeling the body breathing, letting the breath come and go easily and comfortably, naturally. Not trying to do anything with the breath, just feeling the body breathing according to its own rhythm. As the attention settles, it's more grounded, established in the present. 
let the field of awareness open. So we're just focusing on the breath or the posture of the body, opening the senses, hearing. What are we hearing? Modulations of the visual field, light and forms visible in our closed eyes against the, the shades of our, our eyelids. Bright sun, clouds passing, shade, brightness. or internal visual forms thrown up by the imagination. Sensations of the body in our legs, our hands, our face, shoulders. Opening the range of experience to encompass seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, feeling, thinking. Being that open, awake, spacious quality that receives the flow of perception. Takes it in, knows it, lets it all go. Being that awake, aware heart Receptive, unbiased, taking the world in, knowing it, letting it all go. When we make the effort to open the heart, to be receptive to, to thought and feeling, perception, it's so easy for the attention to get snagged. Some thoughts are easy to observe without delusion. Today is Sunday. It's non-personal, practical, non-emotional. the thoughts that are colored with personal history or emotion.
those are much harder to, to just receive and know and let go. The attention gets snagged by those kind of thoughts to say, I'm a useless person, or how could he say that to me? She's really special. Everyday judgments, memories, plans, judging ourselves, judging others. Very quickly, the mind is born into those, believes in them, invests in them. So we set the intention, whatever the, the form, the, the thought, the emotion takes, know it. This is just a pattern of experience. It's just another sankhara, another sand grain, arising, taking shape, dissolving. washed along by the river. That's all. We use the reflections on impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and not-self, anicca, dukkha, anatta. Consciously, actively, using these reflections as a way of loosening that grip, setting the, the attitude in place to not get born, not be entangled in those emotionally loaded thoughts and feelings that I've got to do next week, what that person thinks of me. how I want that person to be, what I'm afraid of. Setting the intention to know these as just empty, shifting sankharas, formations, and that they are necessarily in a state of change. They're incapable of satisfying and bringing any permanent quality of completion, wholeness, and these are not who and what we are.
are the areas where we see the mind gets most easily caught, identified. We can investigate, look at those, make a study, those areas where things seem to be so solid, so real, around identity, time, cause and effect, around location, language. We can use the kind of practice I was describing yesterday of reflective inquiry, asking a question like, who does this mind belong to? What is this? What is this? Well, where is here? And also, instead of questions, unanswerable questions or questions that are not looking for an answer, we can use a statement instead. So we might use a question like, what is mine? How is anything owned? Pose the question and pay attention to the silence, the space, the gap that follows the question after it's been asked before any conceptual answers start wading in. How can anything be owned? What is there to own it? So as we pose a question like that, it reveals the intuition, the insight that there is no thing that can be owned and no person to do any owning. Oh. So in that, oh, let the heart rest there in that surprise, that freedom. In that moment, there's clarity, spaciousness, no sense of self. But it, it can also work just by making statements. It doesn't have to be a question. Just to say the word internally, mine. This is mine. Notice how absurd the word mine sounds. Something in the heart goes, what? That's absurd. And the word absurd literally means completely deaf not in tune with reality. That's absurd. Completely deaf to truth. Or even more simple, just the word I. Not I anything, just 
I. Let the mind be quiet, still. Bring in that single word, I. Know that, that gap, that space, that pause, after that, the kind of weirdness. And just thinking the word I, me, me, mine, mine, this is mine. Let that weirdness be a gateway to freedom, to insight. In that moment, the usual habits of self-creation, the attachments to identity, owning, being, the bubble has burst. There's a freedom, a brightness, a spaciousness. Embody that. Know that. We're not trying to make ourselves believe a different story about who and what we are, but simply to puncture the habits of identification, to let go of what we're not. We're trying to replace that with a, a new concept, a new identity, a sort of super spiritual identity, 
but letting go. Seeing the empty, insubstantial nature of what we're not. Whatever area that the mind is attached to, our age, our name, our gender, our livelihood, state of health or sickness. What is it that has an age? Is the Dhamma healthy or sick? Does sickness apply? Does health apply? Using these ways of investigation, wise reflection, to challenge, examine the thousands of types of identification, attachment, entanglement, to explore, to get to know. Sometimes a bubble bursts easily, challenging a particular attachment, seen very directly, immediately, and there's a profound letting go straight away. Sometimes it takes years and years of repeated application, investigation, over and over and over and over, because the, the habits of identification is so strong, so convincing, deeply ingrained. So, knowing those areas of attachment, feeling them, exploring them, challenging them, and then just letting the, the causes for those attachments be exhausted according to their own nature, according to uh, the habits that have been made. Maybe it's easy to see the attachment to thinking that you're short or that you're tall. Oh yeah, of course. It's relative to what? Tall relative to a redwood tree? I don't think so. Small relative to an ant? I don't think so. Tall, short? The question of scale is totally dependent. There's nothing there. Oh. Maybe in a few seconds that seen through. Just no longer an issue. Something else, like, I've failed my parents. I've let the family down. That might take years of repeated visits to explore, examine, challenge, to see, oh, that too is just another convenient fiction. What is success? What is failure? What are the expectations of the family? Oh. So we explore, investigate. Where are the attachments, the entanglements, the identities? Get to know them, challenge them. And in those moments when they're 
the bubble bursts, it's the convincing picture is shaken for a moment, for a blink. Things are seen clearly. Notice that, feel that, appreciate that. Let the view change, let the vision broaden. Be freed from biases and distortions.